Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the All About Windows Phone Insight Podcast. From the team at the All About Collection of Websites, we're now looking at the platform of Windows Phone, an experienced team here to show you the wonderful new world of Windows Phone, even though it's been going for a year. Why have we decided now to jump into Windows Phone? We'll talk about that in a moment. But first of all, let's just introduce the podcast. This will be regular. Uh, we're just sort of settling in, finding our feet, starting out the rhythm. We've got this, obviously, introduction show. Nokia World is coming up. We'll be uh, bringing you chat and coverage uh, from that event down in London. We'll be looking at the ecosystem after that. So give us a couple of weeks and we'll have settled down onto a nice regular timescale that suits you and the Windows Phone ecosystem, as well as us as well. So uh, what are we all about here? Let, let's go round the team and introduce them. Uh, we, we change who hosts the show every week just to keep things fresh. My name's Ewan Spence. Uh, so let's go around the team now. And first of all, the man who is our driving force behind the All About collection of websites, Rafe Blanford. Rafe, it's the introduction show. Introduce yourself. Hello. Yes, I'm Rafe Blanford. Uh, all about windows phone and all about symbian are my babies but i wouldn't be able to do them without the rest of the team so a big thank you to all of them before we even say anything else for those that are familiar with the all about sites they've been going for about 10 years now all about symbian being our main activity but there's also all about mega and we've had a couple of name changes over the years dabbled in engage and other things so there's a long history but now we're adding Windows Phone to the family. So welcome to allaboutwindowsphone.com and welcome to the All About Windows Phone Insight podcast. I've been interested in mobile for a long time. The All About sites can trace their history back to when I was at school and university. I also do freelance and consultancy work in the mobile world. Whenever something bad happens on the All About sites, you can blame me. You generally see me writing with a general overview, device reviews about the industry, as well as developer topics. But I'll pick up on almost anything that spikes my interest. We also have one of the men who was around in the UK PDA scene before the letters PDA had even been put together. Steve Litchfield has a long and illustrious career covering the mobile markets. He's still with us and his expertise is second to none. He also joins us in the All About team covering All About Windows Phone. Welcome, Steve. He's still with us, kind of implies I'm on my deathbed and hanging in there. But, but yes, I've been around the block a, a few years. It's, it's fair to say I started out about 1993, I think it was, with my first Science Series 3. And I've gone from there right through Nokia communicators, Palm PDAs, Windows Mobile Pocket PCs, Series 60 on Symbian, then Windows Mobile 6. Um, the smattering of iPhones and Blackberries along the way of running the phone show, this cross-platform video show I do, that really has given me a, a breadth of experience, I hope, across different hardware platforms to show, kind of get a, a feel for how the different uh, devices balance out against each other. My speciality, if I have one, is probably in terms of hardware and, and cameras and, and multimedia, and I hope to bring some of that to bear in the Windows phone world as we cover it in the coming months. He's also very good at spotting grammar problems uh, back on our main website, allaboutwindowsphone.com. Uh, uh, the team always needs somebody that knows where to put the grocer's apostrophe. Steve, that's you, isn't it? Absolutely. And by the way, yes, I've found four more typos in your last sentence. Ah, 
there we go. Thankfully, audio doesn't have the sort of tip exit we need to do that. <laughs> uh, also on the team, uh, we have David Gilson, uh, probably our newest member for the All About Family, all told, but doing sterling service in some of the smaller platforms uh, where we've covered uh, Linux, Mego, uh, and some of the gaming stuff as well. David also is uh, doing uh, writing over the breadth of the, the smartphone arena and joins us on All About Windows Phone today as well. Yes, hello everyone. Um, yeah, my tech heritage goes back to the Scion days as well as as I think all all of us do. I I, I think I, I wrote free applications, and um, I have a background in academia with physics and maths, and I've been writing seriously about tech for about two, well just over two years now, um, and and before that I was do, doing blogging, and um, I I have interest kind of ev- everywhere. I. As you said, I've been writing on the All About Mego site as well as All About Symbian. Um, I'm also a Linux user, and I write on other technology sites as well. And on my desk now, I have a Symbian, Android, Windows Phone, Memo devices. So I love it all. Thanks, David. And because he can't really introduce himself, I'm going to introduce you. And Ewan is a, a unique character, who, which I'm sure you'll get to know more of and hear more of as this uh, podcast progresses. But he has a very long history in the sun. PDA, Symbian, Windows Mobile, Mobile World in general, and goes back almost as far as Steve, but not quite. Yeah, I think the, the, the wonderful thing is that I actually downloaded the free... I didn't even download the freeware catalogue for Scion. You had to send a floppy disk to this guy called Steve Litchfield <laughs> to get all the Scion applications on a 1.4-inch uh, floppy disk, a 1.4-meg floppy disk, and uh, that, that's where I came in, um, ran the tech support for some of the independent Scion repair centres in the past, and programming, some book writing as well, uh, plus a whole bundle of uh, media and music and other cultural stuff. Uh, as we go on. Obviously, this is just a sort of quick thumbnail painting of who we all are. Uh, you, you, you'll find our idiosyncrasies, our likes and dislikes as the podcast continues. But of course, Rafe, we're going to have a lot of listeners who already know who we are. All About Symbian has been one of the largest Symbian websites out there um, since before it was called Symbian, uh, if, if we're honest. So so for everybody who's thinking, oh, we've jumped shipped, what's this new thing? You know, wh- where have we come from as 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 All About? Well, all about, as you say, uh, dates its history back quite a long way, really to the founding of Symbian um, and through all of those Nokia smartphones, the iconic ones like the N95, right up to the more recent ones like the N8 with its famous camera abilities. Uh, But back in February of this year, Nokia made an announcement about its software strategy, saying that it was going to uh, switch over to Windows Phone as its main or primary smartphone platform it's important to say that doesn't happen instantly. I mean, we can see that already. Here we are many months later, and we're sort of anticipating the first release of the Nokia Windows Phone device announcements. Um, and there's going to be Symbian devices for some time to come. But obviously, as times move forward, so do the All About sites. And uh, you can expect us to be covering uh, Windows Phone. A lot of it will be from a Nokia perspective. We think that Nokia moving into the Windows Phone ecosystem will make an enormous difference, obviously to Nokia itself, but also to the Windows Phone ecosystem. But for those of you who are all about Symbian listeners, you can be rest assured that we will be continuing to cover Symbian. But uh, I think it's really a case we have to say we can't be ostriches sticking our heads in the sand. We want to cover what interests us what interests you as our listeners, and that means moving with the times. And so, hence, was born allaboutwindowsphone.com. 
And, and it's also fair to point out that All About Symbian doesn't stop, and neither does the All About Symbian Insight podcast. Uh, Symbian still has a lot of life left in it uh, at the sort of lower regions of the market. So that's still all, all that, still going on and going ahead. We're not leaving it behind. That, that's right. I wouldn't even say it's just in the low end. There's lots of mid-tier devices. There's still a few high-end devices. And I know there's lots of N8 users still out there. And yes, uh, the All About Symbian Insight podcast and the site itself will continue. I mean, Nokia themselves have put a date of 2016 as a minimum for continuing Symbian support. And we know there's another eight at least Symbian devices still to come. So there's plenty to cover from that. And we're have a big existing audience there. And of course, you know, just because phones aren't being announced, it means doesn't mean people don't have them. There's hundreds of millions of Symbian devices out there, far more than uh, Windows Phone and Windows Mobile combined. Um, so yes, it's very much going to continue. So I don't want people to think that it's a replacement one with the other. You know, actually, we have a, a tricky job in one sense to handle because, you know, inevitably there is a transition going on and that will continue apace. But we do want to serve both audiences and we'll be doing our, our level best to do that. And we'd obviously like to hear from you your feedback about what you'd like to see, what you think we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. And that's true of any aspect of the All About Sites. The clue, of course, is in the name of the website, all about Windows Phone. It's not just one manufactured focus here. Uh, so over the summer, obviously, we've, we've known this is coming. Uh, so the whole team have been sort of playing around with Windows Phone. We've got our hands on, on, on some of the hardware from the other manufacturers, seeing what else is out there. So I thought it would be interesting for this, this introduction podcast, because a lot of people are going to be coming to Windows Phone fresh and, and, and you know, looking for what's different, what's, what's new and exciting about this platform. So, so guys, a uh, question to, to all of you, we'll go around the table. What's, what have you been using over the summer to get your experience of Windows Phone? What have been the features that have just made you go, oh, this is nice? Steve, let's start with you. I started out with the HTC uh, HD7, which is the 4.3-inch screen, sort of tablet smartphone. At the, at the time, the size seemed uh, f phenomenal and insane. Uh, as the years rolled by and uh, devices have come out, the Nokia, even the Nokia e and the Symbian world was 4 inches, for goodness sake. The Samsung Galaxy S2, 4.3-inch. And now we've got 4.7 and even 5.3-inch screen phones coming out. So this... 4.3-inch uh, screen phone, the HD7, doesn't seem so outrageous anymore. Um, I've also been playing with the HTC 7 Mozart, which is their kind of the, the camera specialism phone, which kind of ties in with where I've come from. A bit disappointed by that. I, I think the HTC's cameras just really aren't up to it, and I'm looking forward to Samsung and, of course, uh, Nokia, as we'll probably mention later, getting into, uh, into truck with uh, producing a camera specialist device on the platform. What really attracted me to Windows Phone was, as I think David mentioned earlier, just the just the sheer modernity of the interface, and specifically the uh, the way they handle um, the the people hub is something in Windows Phone that's particularly special. Um, Symbian dates ten years ten years back. Um, BlackBerry maybe eight years. iPhone was started in two thousand and seven. You could argue Android was two thousand and eight. Um, Windows Phone 7 and certainly Windows Phone 7.5 Mango feels like something that is next generation. It feels like it's a couple of years later than all of those and more modern throughout. And one of those, uh, the, 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 the reasons why and, and the demonstration of that is the fact that in the People Hub, you've got complete proper integration of your contacts, everything to do with them, and the social networks you're tied in with them, their, their photos, um, what they're up to. It's really very, very nicely done. And it just shows that it was designed later than the other operating systems. Nothing's had to be bolted on. Everything is built in. And that, that's really, really refreshing. So, uh, yeah, that's it for me. And, David, you've been critical of the interfaces on, on the Android platform as being rather sort of staid and predictable. Uh, has Windows Phone been a breath of fresh air for you over the summer? 
It is. Um, I, I started out doing some of my board stays HD7, and since then I sourced uh, my own uh, HTC Mozart. And um, the thing that I like most about Windows Phone is Metro UI. Um, just at a, at a broad cursory level, it is a real brush of breath of fresh air. Um, whereas on Android, Symbian, iOS, you have the same basic pattern. You have the application grid, and then, well, that's where the iPhone stops, and then on Symbian and Android go further to have like widgets with home screens, um, which I think are very important because they give you quick, glanceable information about what's going on in the phone and what's going on in your life. Windows Phone comes along and does provides that same functionality, but in a completely new way, and we were just all waiting just for something different. And and the so for me, the user interface works very well, and it's not just that broad level. There's very fine details in Metro UI as well. Um, just, I mean, for example, like the little animations of like how things move, move around, and the transitions, and, and even the frame rate, which makes everything very smooth. Um, it just makes it feel very reactive and it actually gives it some personality. The things that I'm, I am concerned about is that I'll, I'll dissent from Steve a little bit, isn't that the People Hub I think is fantastic, a fantastic idea, but for me it's not ready yet. There's still features missing from it for me that mean I have to go and install third party applications, at which point it undermines the whole point of having the People Hub. Um, the other thing personally for me is that i'm a linux user i i left windows many years ago and haven't looked back however windows phone has got this unnecessary dependency on the zoom desktop to do anything which means for me it's a great inconvenience to do anything with a phone because i have to boot into another operating system but of course as time goes past i'm sure there's going to be solutions guides and helplines and all of that uh, on on the website and one of the things that's great about having this team of four is we all have different experiences we're all coming from different places is, is we can look at factors like that steve for example um, is a great proponent of using the mac desktops um, um for a lot of this uh, video editing work and so we have that angle it's david as we sit there as uh, david what flavor of linux is it you're currently on for the desktop um ubuntu long-term support Okay, uh, Rafe and I are um, happily with Windows. Um, Rafe, I think you're up to Windows 7 now, yep? Yes, I'm a Windows 7 user, but you know I have uh, various other Linux devices kicking around as well, so I'm not completely uh, dependent on it. Uh, I'm in- not in the Mac world, un- unlike Steve, who I think is entirely Mac-based now, aren't you, Steve? I, well, it, it, my primary devices are Mac, but I've also got three Windows laptops and a Linux box sitting around me in the office. So I, <laughs> we're all cross-platform, I think. I also amused to hear you and saying you was happy with Windows. You, you rant about it every week, you, and you, you hate it. Don't oh, you? Yes, but I'm British. And, and the thing that the Brits love is to have something obvious to complain about. The day that we have to go and find something, that's, that's when it gets awkward. Um, <laughs> but in terms of, of what, where I'm coming from, um, I've been uh, touring the HTC Trophy since about May. Um, and a big uh, thank you out there to the Microsoft UK dev team um, for helping me get started with that playing around with the tools and everything as, as well. But I've been um, using the Zoom HD for, for a good year and a half, two years now. Um, so, so Metro UI is, is something that, that I've had you know, right from when it was, was bleeding edge. Uh, and it, it, it surprised me going to Windows Phone 7 from, from Zoom HD that it, may, it had made other 
slight changes in the UI. Metro's quite flexible when you get into it, and we're starting to see a lot of applications. The Foursquare application is one of them that really can, you know, leverage the, the panorama views, the pivots, and, every, and everything that's provided as the common building blocks inside Metro UI to do a really a well-featured experience on that. Uh, Things that I'm loving, there's two things that I really like uh, about Windows Phone uh, now that I've been put on the spot. The first one is the fact that it is incredibly easy just to see what's going on. Um, The People Hub with notification um, has really improved in Mango. Once you put on your uh, email client as one of the uh, the home screen live tiles, there's a weather tile on there, there's my Foursquare tile. You know, it's just switch it on unlock the screen, look at the live tiles, I know what's going on, I can see who's talking to me, and I can switch it off again. It, you know, Microsoft have put a lot of effort into getting glance and go working, and, and that is one of the great strengths. The other one is Xbox Live. I mean, for, for those people who, who know Nokia's history, they tried Nokia N-Gage many, many, many years ago to have this sort of connected gameplay where you could earn points in games, where you could have a network of friends, where you'd have a sort of level of games that anybody could program, and then you'd have you know, an, an extra level of games that took advantage of all these new features. Xbox Live or, on Windows Phone just works. It's wonderful and holistic. And the fact that it also talks to the Xbox gaming system, you know, you're starting to see hints of, of Microsoft not doing, you know, just a phone uh, in the same way that someone, let's say, WebOS did. It, it's creating a platform that reaches out around the home. It's reaching out to your TV screen, to your computer screen, to your mobile screen. Uh, and that ecosystem, Rafe, I know that it's it's something that you, with, with the business hat on, are, are always enthusing about over in the Symbian world. But Microsoft are building up a wonderful ecosystem here, aren't they? Yes, that's right. I mean, and, and talking about the things that you know i've liked i mean from my perspective i often come wearing a kind of industry hat as well as the enterprise kind of the business uh use side of things and a more you know general overview and you'll see on the site that's a lot of what i write about um also i tend to pick up all the bits that no one else wants to do but uh, that's my role in life sometimes um but yes you're right one of the things that gets talked about a lot with Windows Phone is the word ecosystem. It's one of those words I think can be a little bit annoying, but it's a useful way of expressing what is quite a complex term. And that's all the things that sit on top of a phone that aren't directly related to the hardware in a sense. So it can be software, services, third-party applications, and all the bits and pieces that go with it. You know, it can extend into accessories and things like that. And you know, we look at the way the mobile industry is moving and it's quite clear that, you know, phones are no longer enough. That was a statement that uh, Nokia made several times. The CEO, both OPK and uh, Yorma Olia said that Nokia had been aware of it for a long time and they've tried to do that in the Symbian world. And I think they did enjoy early success. With the rise of iPhone and Android coming along, Nokia did get uh, left behind in one sense. Um, It's an interesting thing to talk about because people tend to talk about it as an, uh, you know, one thing or the other. And it's not like that, of course. Um, We've seen it become more important. But let's not forget that there is a big market out there for where the phone is still the centric thing. And I think um, Symbian is probably still the smartphone platform that has the strongest phone centric philosophy and that's reflected in its success but times are moving on and so there is this recognition that you need to build this entire ecosystem 
Uh, and people asked me why I thought Nokia made the switch to Windows Phone. And for me, it came down to the fact that I didn't think they were able on their own to build an ecosystem that could be competitive in the marketplace. In fact, I'd go so far as to say I don't think any one company can do it on its own. Apple's an interesting uh, case study, but I think even if you look at Apple in terms of the way it outsources things like its manufacturing, it uses services from Google and from others, and it's also you know a high-end. It's not spread over the whole market. So when I talk about that kind of thing, I do mean uh, a company targeting you know, both from the low-end device all the way out to the high-end, uh, and we c- we'll talk about more of this in the future. Uh, but what I find interesting about Windows Phone is the potential for the ecosystem and that's combining Nokia's assets together. We think things like uh, Nokia Maps, the location assets that comes out of Navtech and the services division of Nokia. Um, and that's going to be really important going forward. Location is kind of the big index along with time that is going to be really important in understanding context and connecting together the digital and the physical worlds going forward. So people, I think, sometimes underestimate the importance of that location asset. Then if you look at the, the Microsoft side of the coin, you know, it is things like Office. Ewan's already mentioned Xbox. You know, they have a lot of expertise in engaging with and understanding developers. And you know, they have created Windows Phone 7, which I think it's probably fair to say has received pretty positive uh, review throughout the, the, the press and the media. And you know, to call back to what Ewan and David said, yes, it is about that Metro UI and the design of the applications. And for me, the interesting thing is it moves away from the traditional application silo paradigm that we've had for so long in mobile phones. And instead, it moves out into something which is a bit more fluid and I think more organic and natural in the way it's actually about what you want to do rather than thinking, I want to do this, therefore I need to start this application. And the live tiles and the actual Metro UI, the way it's constructed together, it's actually rather like web pages in many ways, you know, connected together with hyperlinks and that's the way i feel that windows phone is doing something different and that sense of a different design pattern is uh, a real strength now i will say at this point i think also it can be a weakness and we'll talk about this in future podcasts particularly i think it's relevant for people coming across from symbian there are things you need to be aware of things like the fact it needs to be an always-on connected device you know the fact that it doesn't necessarily operate very well on its own david already hinted at that with the sort of linux experience Um, but also things like not being able to connect it as a USB drive. And there are design constraints which are there often for very good reasons, um, but people may not always appreciate why. So we do want to talk about that in the future. But getting back to that ecosystem, so we've got Microsoft delivering all of this, and you can talk about particularly I think there's going to be a strong enterprise play here. But uh, Microsoft were able to deliver this software, but haven't really had the partners to back it up. You know, Samsung and HTC have all delivered interesting devices. I've been using the HTC devices and the Samsung Omnia 7 over the summer. I think it's been a really interesting device and it's a great introduction. Yet none of those companies are dedicated to the platform. Whereas Stephen Edop said very early on, you know, we are going to be Windows Phone and we're going to be different because we're dedicating all our energies to it. And I think we'll see that come out much more clearly in the months ahead and so when you think about Nokia you know despite recent setbacks it remains the biggest manufacturer of mobile phones in terms of uh, device shipments it's right at the top for smartphones and in terms of the install base Nokia is way ahead of anybody else so we're talking about a company that has economies of scale in manufacturing and manufacturing and design expertise that are unmatched anywhere else in the industry you know 
it is really the big one in the industry. Samsung comes close, and I think you know there'll be time in the next uh, year or so where we might be talking about will one overtake the other. But undoubtedly, Nokia's reach and its depth and its experience is unparalleled. So partnering that together with uh, kind of Microsoft's expertise in software is together going to create an ecosystem that has an enormous amount of potential. And the way that Stephen Elop and Steve Barmer expressed this when Microsoft and Nokia made their announcement was that they said it's about building the third ecosystem and obviously that's behind iOS and Android and that's really what we want to look at um, in you know in a general sense going forward the building of that third ecosystem how it's going to work what's in it what it operates and uh, people sometimes ask what are the uh, kind of the, the founding ethos of the all about sites and so I can talk about that now briefly and really it's to inform to educate and to entertain and that's what we'll be doing for this this third ecosystem windows phone and we'll be bringing our nokia specialism into that but we'll also be looking at our general industry overview and hopefully we'll be able to bring you some really good insights some good analysis from a perspective as you said that contains many voices and uh, for me personally just talking as a consumer i think the thing that probably interests me most about windows phone is the way that uh, it introduces a lot more context into the mobile device. Um, and as I say, that's really about moving out of the application silo. And so it's more natural in the way you're doing things. And it's no longer a phone. It, it, the emphasis is much more on the smart. Now, that might not suit everybody, but I think in general terms, that's the way things are going in the future. And all of that experience that we have of Nokia and play, looking at the new systems growing up, it's wonderful fresh old, it provides the perfect jumping on point for us here at this point now with Mango coming out, with Nokia coming aboard, they've got their big event coming up uh, at the end of October. This is the perfect point for, for it's not quite a fresh start, but for a new, a new horizon for us. That, that's right. I mean, people ask me, why is it happening now? And, you know, honestly, yes, it's tied in with the Nokia announcement when they're going to be uh, starting to announce their phones and obviously in subsequent months before the end of the year start shipping because our background does involve a lot of Nokia and I think we can provide a unique perspective there and it's going to be clearly very important. I mean, we'll see in the months ahead how big Nokia comes in the Windows Phone ecosystem, but I think you can make a fair argument that it is going to be a dominant manufacturer um, quite where that line is drawn we we wait to see but yes we'll be covering uh, the windows phone ecosystem more generally and this is an important point for it you said the mango release is just out you know the first year has sort of been establishing itself and people are now asking the question where can it go from here and for us we want to be able to be around while that question is being answered and of course we also mentioned their nokia world their, their large-scale event uh, we've all been there um, over numerous years this is a, a big turning point for Nokia as well. I mean, we said that there was the announcement in February where it started, but all four of us are going to be going to Nokia World and we're expecting to see a reinvigoration of Nokia and that's going to boost Windows Phone as well, isn't it, Steve? Oh, absolutely. I'm mean, just looking at these, the sales figures for Windows Phone around the world, they have been, to put it mildly, disappointing. And it's, I think in, it has to be blame has to be put at the feet of the different manufacturers for producing uninspiring first-generation hardware for the platform. 
um, and not putting enough resources behind marketing it and, and improving it. And Nokia, as Rafe has been saying, has, has unrivaled reach and distribution and I would say innovation as well. The number of innovations we've seen in Nokia hardware over the last three or four years, certainly in the Symbian world, if they can just bring some of that and also their reach and their, their clout uh, and their their distribution, bring all of that to Windows Phone, I think it'll make a huge impact. And I, I have to say, this is my first Nokia world because for various reasons, I actually never managed to make a previous one to my shame. I've made many similar events in the Symbian world. This is my first Nokia world. And it's not just me turning up that is causing excitement. I have to say, everyone I've talked to says they're really, really excited this year. And now, obviously, Android is going great guns. iOS is going great guns. BlackBerry's in a bit of a tru- bit of trouble. But certainly Windows Phone, I think this is this is the conference that makes or makes or break it breaks it this is the this is the event that makes or breaks nokia's entrance into the windows phone world and i'm very very excited to be going along in a couple of weeks time david let me uh, ask you just a very brief question as well because you're probably best placed to answer this one the biggest problem for microsoft windows phone is that word microsoft if this had been done by hokey cokey silicon valley manufacturer let's call him uh, brian everybody would love this surely surely the, the biggest stumbling block is microsoft itself I certainly think there is a perception issue there. Um, I mean, as much as Windows 7 has been improved just before the fans jump on top of me, um, Windows does have a reputation for being unreliable and difficult to use. Um, Microsoft is a very business-oriented company. Having said that, remember that they have the Xbox. Uh, the, the Xbox generation may see this completely differently. Um, but, but yes, I... I think the fact that it is Microsoft does dampen the perception of innovation. Yeah, I think it's an interesting point. This, and I'm going to jump back because I don't actually agree with David here. I think the Microsoft brand is both the greatest strength, but yes, it is also a weakness in some areas as well. I think the thing we have to be careful here is not to look in too much a blinkered way. And I think in the geek world, it's fair to say that Microsoft has very mixed reactions. But you look outside that, and Microsoft is a brand that's you know almost unparalleled in the tech world in terms of its reach. And let's not kid ourselves. You know, Windows remains the dominant desktop operating system. Microsoft touches more people in the software world than almost anyone I can think of. And actually, it matches up quite well with Nokia in that sense. You know, Nokia has one billion customers around the world. Actually, reaches more people than any other kind of tech manufacturer in that sense. Uh, and so. I would be wary of getting hung up on the fact that Microsoft is uncool or is not liked. I mean, in the business world, it's regarded as reliable. I mean, there's a sort of famous line that no one ever got fired for buying Microsoft. And that might, well, in the enterprise world, extend to buying Nokia Windows phone devices because Nokia's also got a great reputation, you know, Steve hinted at that in terms of device design, but also as a kind of the safe option, if you will. Um, So... I think we have to be careful there while acknowledging that I think the probably big challenge facing Windows Phone is probably amongst the kind of the early adopters, the geeks, which does tend to dominate the sort of online tech media, you know, sites like um, all about Windows Phone, but the other blogs, if you will. But as soon as you look at the consumer market kind of, there is less of an issue there. I think consumers like Microsoft, you know, it's regarded as a reliable, reputable brand. And I think the way that Windows Phone is designed will actually really appeal to consumers. I mean, there's a reason um, that Windows Phone sort of, in a sense, targets the same demographic as iPhone, I would say, whereas Android maybe feels a bit more geeky. Well, again, this is something we'll have to discuss in the future. Uh, But it's 
I think quite a complex thing when you look at how it's regarded because you can't just look at you know one viewpoint um, and the interesting thing is in some markets Microsoft will be the strong brand in other markets actually it'll be the Nokia brand that sells the devices particularly if you look out in places like India and Asia Nokia's brand strength is stronger than Microsoft perhaps in the States it's going to be the other way around you know Microsoft will help sell Nokia stuff in Europe probably there's an equal strength um, so it's not a, a, an either option it's quite a complex equation to look at this and I think the other thing is that if people will just pick this up uh, there's a recent uh, mobile phone development event called over the year uh, here in in the UK and I was speaking to developers and when you actually put metro ui in their hands and you, you open up gmail there's a name you click on the name you get their contact card you go to their history you go to your text you go back you go to your twitter and you, you're literally seamlessly bouncing between all these implementations through this sort of idea of linking between applications all of a sudden they just look at this as an operating system and go you know that is so far removed from press a button go back press another icon go back press another icon go back to do your three things the fluidity that's on offer it's it's like a japanese anime operating system from the 1980s where everything just flies around and you just touch stuff and it just happens so you know it does work and it looks lovely and i suspect you know that is going to be the, the main thing get it into people's hands let them have a play and it doesn't take long to set up you put in your, your windows live account you put in your facebook account you put in your twitter account bang you've, you've pretty much populated the phone um your gmail account in there as well so there's there's a whole bundle of excitement and stuff that, that you know we are going to have lots to talk about we're going to have lots to write about um and of course that world is going to be constantly changing nokia world is is the big one coming up rafe i mean very briefly we're expecting big stuff from here but what should we really be looking for well i think the big thing that everyone will be looking for is nokia's first windows phone device i think by this point we can pretty much guarantee it will be arriving and i think it's uh, a good bet that maybe more than one device as well but we can also be looking forward to finding about how all the services are in, going to integrate Nokia Maps. Is that going to become available? If so, when is it going to become available? Will it be available to other devices in the Windows Phone ecosystem? How's Nokia going to deal with developers, with the partnership with Microsoft there? What's going to happen in terms of the App Store branding? So there's a lot of you know information to come there. Nokia will also be continuing to talk about Symbian and its connecting the next billion strategy. That's really about Series 40, not directly of interest to windows phone in one sense but of course the uh, future of nokia windows phone very much relies on nokia doing uh, well elsewhere in you know symbian smartphones in the mid-tier in the series 40 devices at the lower end and so it's also going to be them setting out their shop stall for this is how we're going to address windows phone and it's you know if february was the announcement this is the coming out party i think actually the proof in the pudding will really come next year you know these are the first devices um it's important they get this right that's a necessary step the make or break stuff really comes in 2012 when there's a portfolio of devices available when there's some sales and we can see how things are going and that's going to be the really important period but if you if you like this is the end of the beginning having had the announcement we're now about to move into the point where we'll be just weeks away from people being able to buy a nokia windows phone device and i think that's really exciting for consumers it's going to be a great thing for choice you know we've got iphone 5 coming in. we've got the android ice cream sandwich and all of that we've now got nokia doing windows phone so i don't think there's ever been a more exciting time as a consumer to think about buying a smartphone because the amount of choice different ways of doing things is almost unprecedented and along with that comes uh, i think it's very difficult to predict what's going to happen in the next few years in the high-end space particularly around smartphones so it's going to be a roller coaster ride 
and we'll be doing our very best to keep you updated with everything that's going on. I have one prediction for every single one of those devices, which is they will all have Angry Birds on them. Uh, but <laughs> other than that, um, then we're pretty much out of time. Um, Insight is a we kind of aim for about 30, 40 minutes uh, on, on a podcast, so we're about that now. Uh, we'll just, I'll just ask you all now just to step back from, from sort of specifics of devices and manufacturers and what's most exciting for you about Windows Phone um, over the next six months? What are you looking forward to writing uh, on all about Windows Phone? Uh, just quick uh, short answers on that one. Uh, Rafe, we'll finish with you. Uh, Steve, let's come to you first on that one. What are you most looking forward to? Well, it has to be something with a decent camera. I know I keep going on about this, but I do believe that we all carry these devices with us. We snap moments in our lives of family, friends, even pets, and these are important to us. These are the memories which will last for decades, and I think I want to see a decent camera on a decent phone running Windows Phone. Uh, for, for me, and, and it's, it's battery life. Nokia are known for many things. Camera technology is one of them, um, but good battery life is another one. One of the things I, I find with the HTC Trophy is it goes about eight hours. It just about gets through the nine till five of the working day. But I want to take my smartphone out in the evenings. I want to do stuff with it. Uh, so when I'm traveling, I'm having to carry one of these portable chargers, which I've never had to do with any of the uh, sort of similar targeted uh, Nokia devices. So I'm, I'm hopeful that we're going to see improvements in technology that allows better battery life, devices with larger batteries, better use cases. Um, it's, it's all pretty sort of boring building block stuff but i think uh, that sort of stuff is vital we're at the stage where people are expecting the phones to last half a day so if you come out with a phone that does a day and a half you've got a really great phone david future um, looking for you i agree with you about the batteries i think these are supposed to be mobile phones not phones with a cable into an, a power source um but the, the the other thing that i'm looking forward to in relation to the development of windows phone is the ecosystem and yes it's that word again um because i mean the de facto mobile operating systems have been ios and android and if you're making mobile application you make darn sure that you get it on those two platforms um whereas about even up to a year ago symbian was the biggest smartphone operating system in the world but it was the least well catered for, which was a crazy situation. I mean, there was a lot of really useful applications you could get on Android and iOS that you couldn't get on Symbian, and that was very frustrating. So I'm hoping to see the breadth of support for Windows Phone 7 um, really take off. And, and Rafe, to close us out, what's coming up that's got it, you excited? I'm looking forward to seeing how... Uh, how Nokia and Microsoft handle the rollout of the Nokia Windows phone devices. They're going to do it market by market. Everyone's going to be watching them to make sure they don't make any mistakes. But looking forward to the kind of the six-month timeline, I think by then we'll start to hear the hints about the lower-cost Windows phone devices. They'll be in the next update of the platform, but also it's something that Nokia is really keen on pushing. They have to because they need a broad portfolio of devices. And while all the attention in one sense is on the high-end stuff, actually I think what will make or break whether this is successful is the sales of the mid-tier, the sort of lower-cost devices, if you will. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that's done and making sure that can sort of preserve the unity of experience, particularly when it will mean, you know, perhaps lower specifications in some cases. Um, but I will chime in and, and say... Uh, like Steve, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Nokia design can bring to, to Windows Phone. I think Nokia is still acknowledged to be one of the really top 
uh, hardware manufacturers. You know, Apple has talked about and Nokia in the same breath, and quite rightly so. I think Nokia actually does better industrial design, more robust devices, and some of the innovations it's introduced in the Symbian world have been left, I think, so- somewhat unheralded because Symbian hasn't been the interesting, sexy platform. And I wonder if, you know, in the Windows Phone world, something like uh, the first device, we know there's some interesting design innovations in that, will uh, really attract a lot more attention because, you know, it's the zeitgeist moment. Suddenly it's interesting to talk about and suddenly it generates positive buzz. And if that happens, it could have a real uh, sort of steamroller effect for the platform and for Nokia Windows Phone devices as a whole. So there we go. And if any of those things happen, we'll be sure to tell you about that on Wait, Wait, Don't It. Sorry, no, I'm not Carl Castle. We'll be sure to tell you on allaboutwindowsphone.com. Uh, uh, in the meantime, as well as the website, we have, uh, right, we have the Twitter account. Yes, we do. You can follow us on at AA underscore WP. And we're keeping that nice and short so we can get conversation going because that's the one thing we definitely want to hear from you. We want to hear your feedback about the podcast, about the site design, about the content, or anything you think we should be doing. So please get in touch via Twitter. You can also email me, Rafe at allaboutwindowsphone.com. Get hold of us on Facebook or whichever option you prefer to use. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that we all have our email addresses for a setup uh, and all about Windows Phone as well. We but with personal Twitter accounts as well. Mine is just Ewan, E-W-A-N. Steve, it's... Steve Litchfield. Uh, and David, it's... David Gilson. Uh, and, of course, you can all find us on Facebook and uh, the sites and everything on that. Uh, we look forward to all your comments, not just on this Insight podcast, but on the following podcast. So, uh, subscription and RSS details back on the website where you find the flow, you find the features, you find the reviews, you find the articles. Lots of people trust us for Symbian. Please come and trust us for Windows Phone as well. Other websites are available. We love them all, too. And if they want to have a little interview and ask why we're joining in, uh, then all of them get in touch. But for now, this is me, you and Spence, saying goodbye. Thank you for listening to the introduction insight we shall catch you with the next one which is probably going to be live from london at nokia world ta for now